All right, folks, good morning. Um, just a warning, we are going to be going through a lot of scripture today. Um, so I'm just going to give you the references for some of the shorter ones, and then for the longer ones, I'll give you the reference and wait for you to turn to um, for sake of time. Uh, I don't have a lot of narrative points or exposition, um, just a few, but I figured the scripture does a pretty good job of speaking on our topic today, and so we're going to let the scripture do most of the speaking today. So if everybody would turn to Matthew 12, we're going to start in verse 33, we're going to go through verse 37. This is going to be our opening passage. So Matthew 12, 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The good man brings out of his good treasure what is good. The evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So speaking here to the Pharisees, Jesus gives them two warnings. One is that what they speak from their heart, um, what they speak comes from their heart, and which we'll, we'll talk about more in a little bit. And also that their words will be justified, by their words they'll be justified and condemned. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that includes us as well. And for me, this one passage, I think, should cause us to uh, pause and really make us think about what we say and before we say it. There are plenty of other passages that address the use of our words, and we're going to explore a lot of them, a lot of them today. So, you may be thinking to yourself, why am I speaking on speaking? And the reason is because I hear people who claim Christ and go to church, but they sound like the world. And this concerns me. Now, you all here know that I'm not perfect, and that I expect that others who don't know me would not be surprised to learn that. But what I'm talking about applies to me as well, and I'm not trying to point fingers or make accusations. My goal is to help us evaluate ourselves and consider our righteousness before a righteous God. If we turn back a few chapters to Matthew 5, verse 13, we read, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. And Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. And in Ephesians chapter 5, 3 through 4, I told you I'm going to read a lot here. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you, as is proper among the saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather give thanks, but rather giving of thanks. And Ephesians 5, 18 to 21, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dispensation. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. So here, Paul tells us, um, well, yeah, Paul tells us to eliminate filthiness, silly talk, coarse jesting, but instead give thanks to God and to speak to one another, encouraging with psalms, songs, and hymns, and give thanks to God. Our words should be different, along with our actions. They should be salty, 
edifying, pure and sober. We are called to be separate, to be holy. If we are no different than the world, then we are likely of it and in it. Christians in name only, lukewarm. Now that we know, which we already did, that our words have a real impact, let's identify and put a name to some of the ways in which we sin with our tongue. Not that we need any encouragement or direction in new ways to sin, but to help us identify it in our lives so that we can root it out. Cursing, in Exodus 21, verses 15 to 17. I'm just going to list these. Slander, Mark 7, 20 to 23, and Proverbs 20, 19. Gossip, Romans 1, 28 to 32. Lying, Psalm 120, verses 1 to 7. Bearing false witness, Exodus 20, 16. Okay, so now is really we're going to do a quick tour of some verses that talk about speech and our tongue. Proverbs eleven twelve to 13. He who despises his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding keeps silent. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy conceals a matter. Proverbs twelve eighteen to 19. There is one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips will be established forever, but a lying tongue is only for a moment. Proverbs eight fifteen twenty eight, The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. An evildoer listens to wicked lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. He who mocks the poor taunts his maker. He who rejoices at calamity will not go unpunished. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, sorry, this is a new passage here. Uh, I think I actually skipped one. So let me back up. Proverbs 17, 4-5. An evildoer listens to wicked lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. He who mocks the poor taunts his maker. He who rejoices at calamity will not go unpunished. New scripture. Proverbs 18, 21-23. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. The poor man utters supplications, but the rich, man's, rich man answers roughly. Proverbs twenty seventeen, and then 19 to 20. Bread obtained by falsehood is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be filled with gravel. He who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a gossip. He who curses his father or mother, his lamp will go out in a time of darkness. Proverbs twenty nine twenty. Do you see a man who is hasty with, with his words? There is more hope for a fool than him. All right, let's turn to this one. This one's a little bit more lengthy. This is Romans 1, 28. Starting in 28. Romans 1, 28. And we're going to read through verse 31. And just as they did not see, to acknowledge, see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to, mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, 
And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but they give hearty approval to those who practice them. And then in 1218, it says, If possible, so far as depends on you, be at peace with all men. We're going to turn to Colossians 3. Starting in verse 8. I'm going to read through 10. But now you also put them all aside. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices, and have put on the new self, who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. That's it. Uh, Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to respond to each, each person. 2 Timothy 2.16, but avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness. James 3.12, can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives, or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. Ecclesiastes 10.12-14, this is the last one from this list. Words from the mouth of a wise man are gracious, while the lips of a fool consume him. The beginning of his talking is folly, and the end of its wicked madness or the end of it is wicked madness, excuse me. Yet the fool multiplies words. No man knows what will happen, and who can tell him what will come after. I just read uh, 17, sorry, because that was 14. 14 short passages of scripture that all address our words. And I would categorize them into three groups. Do's, don'ts, and descriptions. Do's, use discretion. Think before speaking. Petition the Lord. Be at peace and speak with grace. Avoid empty and idle talk. Do not lie, slander, reveal secrets, use foul language, pour out evil, listen to evil talk, and answer roughly. Descriptions, life and death, a sword, folly, Our speech can be not proper or fitting. It can be depraved. But wise words bring healing. Gracious. Fruit. Fresh water. So, where does that leave us? Well, we have ID'd some sin. We've listed some do's and do nots and descriptions. But what do we do as those who claim Christ? What should our speech look like? Let's turn to Psalm 1. Two short passages from Psalm 1, verses 2 and 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. And let's go back to Matthew. I warned you guys, we're going to be all over the place. Matthew 7. Matthew 7, 18. So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. 
A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. The way I read this is, it's as simple as bad in, bad out, good in, good out. If you set your mind and heart on the Lord and fill them with His Word, that is what will come out. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right. We know what this should look like. But how can we help ourselves to accomplish this? Well, self-control. Let's turn to James. James 1. Make it easy. Starting in verse 19. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not ha- having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue but receives his, deceives his own heart, this, man, this man's religion is worthless. Still under self-control, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 9. There is an appointed time for everything. There is a time for every event under heaven. A time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot what is planted. I'm going to skip a few. A time to be silent and a time to speak. What profit is there in the, for the worker from the time? Uh, wait, hold on, back up. What profit is there to the worker from that in which he to- toils? Gentleness. Ephesians four twenty nine. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Peace. Proverbs ten eleven. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Goodness, Proverbs 15.4. A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but perversion in it crushes the spirit. And Proverbs 12.18. There is one who speaks rashly like the thrusts of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Patience, Proverbs 15.23 and 28. A man has joy in an apt answer. And how delightful is a timely word. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. Love. Proverbs 25, 9-12. Argue your case with your neighbor, and do not reveal the secret of another. Or he who hears it will reproach you, and the evil report about you will not pass away. Like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. 
faithfulness. Psalm 141, 3-5 Set a guard, O Lord, over my heart. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not incline my heart to any evil thing, to practice deeds of wickedness with men who do iniquity. And do not let me eat of their delicacies. Let the righteous smite me in kindness and reprove me. It is oil upon my head. Do not let my head refuse it. For still my prayer is against their wicked deeds. And Psalm 19, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. God isn't going to magically change our hearts and minds. We have to actively participate. We are responsible for what goes into it. And what, go, what goes into it shapes what comes out. We have to use our self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit. Turn to James 3, please. This is uh, the closing passage cited at the beginning. Or cited in our outlines, I should say. James 3, 2-6. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouths so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and driven by strong winds, are still directed by a very small rudder, wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. In our present state of corruption, it is impossible to bridle our tongues. No one has mastered his tongue. We cannot do it perfectly. So there's encouragement in James 3, 8 to 12. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of a deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men. We have been made in the likeness of God, From the same mouth comes both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce uh, produce fresh. Let's not use lack of self-control as an excuse to sin and crucify Christ again. Let's put life and truth in our hearts so that we may be better equipped to bridle our tongue and steer our speech. Let's pray.